to People Like Us, a podcast for and about third culture kids everywhere. I'm Jen Mohindra. I'm also a TCK and I have a Facebook group for TCK adults called, unsurprisingly, People Like Us. Hello, and today I'm excited to have Christina Nogue on this episode of People Like Us. Christina, welcome, and thank you for joining me today. How are you? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm here in Los Angeles on the other side of the world from you, so it's quite exciting. Yes, yes, London to LA. <laughs> so jumping straight in, as I do, um, the, the first question that I like to ask all my fellow TCKs is, where did you grow up? Well, of course, like most TCKs, this is a complicated question. It takes a few minutes to explain. It's not a you know, simple answer. Um, it starts with um, my mother's British. She's from Plymouth, actually, and she was a nurse. And my dad's from New Zealand, and he was a mining engineer. And they met in what was then called Northern Rhodesia. Um, in a mining town near the Congo border. It was a copper mining town and um, met, got married and my mother was about seven months pregnant with me and then dad decided he wanted his child, uh, first child born near his family. So she, they got on the plane and went to Omer in, in the South Island of New Zealand, which is a small town. Um, had, I was born and then three weeks later we were off to Fiji where dad worked at a gold mine. Uh, again, rather a a primitive town. Uh, we were there for a while. Then we went. Then he got a job with a Swedish multinational company that uh, sells mining equipment and, and stuff like like things. So we were in Stockholm for a while, and then in uh, England, in outside of London, in Surrey, uh, which is probably where I learned to walk and talk and whatnot. And then we were in Nigeria, in Lagos, for a couple of years. Um, and then we went back to New Zealand to Wellington, which is really where I started school and kindergarten and all that. So that's really where my memory kicks in. We were there for, I don't know, four years and then went to Sydney, Australia, which was ostensibly our last move. And we were all, you know, Australianized. And then dad got another assignment that he couldn't turn down, which was to go to the United States, which he'd always wanted to go to. So we ended up in New Jersey at, when I was about 13, and that was the most traumatic move for me. So there, we, so that's why I'm sort of still here. Uh, we stay, ended up staying here and, you know, things happen and whatnot. And then as an adult, I ended up moving abroad again for 10 years to Latin America. So we can talk about more about that too as we move on. Wow, yes. Quite a lot of moving as you say and um, you mentioned learning to walk and talk in in England which by that time you'd already done so, so had some good moves under your belt. Um, you mentioned also the the move to the USA to New Jersey at the age of 13 being the most traumatic. Um, that resonates that's for me I had a tricky move at that time I think it's a difficult age and it, it, it seems to be a, a common um, response from TCKs that from the age of 12 to, to 14 um, tends to be the, the hardest move what what found what did you find challenging at that time 
Yeah, as you said, it's a, it's a hard time, you know, for of, of life for anyone, I think. It's just at that brink of adolescence and, and puberty and whatnot. And um, when we got to, to New Jersey, it was just total culture shock, more than, you know, we'd watched American TV shows, um, you know, The Brady Bunch and Gilligan's Island. I mean, American TV shows, you know, are everywhere. And so we knew a fair bit about the, the states and... Um, and whatnot. And one of the things that was sort of a shock is that Americans didn't know anything outside of America. Um, they didn't, you know, we knew about them. They didn't know about us, I suppose, just because they hadn't had Australian TV shows or, or TV shows from anywhere, really. And so, you know, it was just the level of ignorance. Um, did you have a pet kangaroo? Are you from England? <laughs> My accent's completely not English. And, uh, but, you know, to them it was the same. Um, then they got confused with Austria, if I, you know, something like, you know, oh, yeah. in the Alps or something. No, that's, you know, next to Switzerland, I'm outside of the world. Um, <clears throat> so that was one thing. And then nobody could sort of understand my accent. And um, every time I would speak in class, you know, well, the whole class, you know, heads would just swivel to like, you know, who's talking, you know, who's this accent coming from? <laughs> Uh, I had the wrong clothes, you know, um, there were no uniforms in, in American high schools, um, we wore street clothes, regular clothes, so I didn't have Levi's and sneakers, which is what, you know, sort of the American teenage uniform, basically, so I had none of that, I had to get that. Um, you know, it was just the, the winters, I'd never seen snow, and we had really uh, bad sort of uh, snowy winters, so the climate was another thing. Um, and just the pace of life, you know, it was very, we were living in um, outside New York City, so it was pretty crowded and mm -hmm. lots of traffic and my mother would keep her, you know, stomach would just tie up in knots whenever she had to drive on these highways and things. So it was just a very, it was a tough time really for, for all of us. And, um, and then just settling into a high school, I was barely 13 and I was going into ninth grade, which is mostly 14 to 15 year olds. But I was so far ahead academically, um, and that was another thing. I mean, the, the standards of schooling were much lower. So I was barely 13, you know, with, in, in cases, 15-year-olds, you know, it was sort of an odd thing. But, <clears throat> but I think being a TCK, I think a more mature, I tend to be more mature. So that stood me in good stead. But still, it was just, you know, just the adjustment was, was it was difficult. Mm, it's interesting you say about the, the schooling. So that would have been the change from, I guess, the Australian system to the, the American system. Um, and it, again, it's been a <clears throat> few people have sort of mentioned the, the difference in school systems and then finding themselves usually advanced for whatever system they're going into, which mm. I know that happened to me as well. And, and I found that quite, quite difficult. You said the, um, you mentioned that the difference in the clothes and your accent standing out. Um, so what, what did you do to try and fit in at that age? Well, it was difficult because I didn't want to fit in. On one, on one hand, I didn't want to fit in. I didn't want to be American. I didn't want to, and I would say to my younger brother and sister, oh, you're getting an American accent. You're saying bath instead of, instead of bath and things like that. But at the same time, that we had, you know, you, it's sort of a survival skill. You know, it's basically, you've got to fit in. 
to have friends, you know, and at that point for all children, especially teenagers, you've got to have friends, you know, and you've got to fit in and be like them. So I guess, I think the biggest coping thing was, was just sort of forgetting everything that went before me and just trying to be an American teenager. And that's how I just had to play it. You know, I just had to lose my accent, um, <clears throat> dress like, you know, the other kids um, and just, you know, be like them. And that's, that's really how you got, how I got through. But as I say, it was difficult. I wanted, I was desperately homesick, wanted to go home um, to Australia, um, but we weren't going home, you know? So um, I think that builds resilience too into the TCK character that, you know, you have uh -huh. to be forced to do these things to adapt to things you really don't want to adapt to, but you have to, you just, you know, you just push forward and get, get the job done. And um, so I think that really is, you know, says a lot about character building, resilience building um, in the TCK uh, character. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of sink or swim, but we're- Right, exactly, exactly, yeah. Were you able to- I was just saying, when we went back to Australia two years later for a visit, you know, then we were suddenly Americans. We weren't Australian. You know, I thought I was like going home kind of a thing, but now we weren't Australian anymore, even though we had still had Australian passports. But, um, you know, everybody said, oh, you're American. And of course, I didn't want to be American. I wanted to be Australian. I thought I was going home, but I wasn't, I wasn't from there anymore. You know, it was just a very odd feeling of not being from one place or the other. That, and that was the, the time that I really realized, you know, that I was really from nowhere. So, so how, do you, um, how do you respond now to the, the classic hard question for CCKs when people ask you, where are you from? How does that sit with you these days? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, it's, it's, it's <laughs> terrible. I, you know, because I kind of go when somebody, or even when I meet someone, I have to decide sort of in this big split second, is this person more, am I going to like know this person for a while or is it just like some fleeting cocktail party thing or is this person worth investing my whole story in basically? Yeah. You know, cause I, I, go, I go into the whole story and then what I also learned early on is that people kind of looked at me blankly. They had no concept of, you know, living abroad or what have you. Um, and then they would just change the subject. You know, they wouldn't ask any questions or they would just say, oh, were you in the military? I'd be like, no, I, my dad's not in the military and blah, blah, blah. They just had no concept or they would just sort of brush over, they would just kind of give me a look and then talk about something else. So I very early on got this idea, you know, my background wasn't worth talking about. Um, mm. Even as an adult, I, I, so usually I just said New Jersey. Uh, for many years, I just said New Jersey and I never just would hint at it um, where I was you know, my real story. And now, yeah, again, I, sometimes I just say, well, I, you know, now I'm, I'm sort of embracing the TCK-ness more um, since discovering the term TCK and all these Facebook groups and whatnot um, mm -hmm. that allow, you know, have given me some sense of community that there are more people like me. So I just sometimes say, well, I was born in New Zealand. I grew up around the world, um, you know, or just I grew up around the world. Or sometimes I just say, yeah, if I, if I don't feel, you know, sometimes I still just say, well, New Jersey, you know, it's just easy. I mean, it's just so much easier. <laughs> you just get out of it, you know, because that's something they can relate to. I found people just can't, as a TCK, you're not relatable. Yeah, it's that, that 
energy you have to consume each time you're asked to think, right, what's the context? Who's asking me? Right. Which answers shall I give? Right. If it's someone who's traveled a lot and is a little more, you know, worldly, then it's sort of worth giving the whole response because they might understand. If it's someone that's not really, you know, that sophisticated, I'm going to just say, I don't need your It's just be done with it, you know, because I know they're not going to really get it anyway. And, um, and again, it saves me energy and sort of that, that little prick of hurtness or, you know, I've had this interesting life, interesting childhood, but people have just sort of eh, gloss over it. So it's not, you know, so I just get out of it. So it's, it's still a hard question for me. It really is. It's the perpetual hard question, I think, for us. Um, you, you mentioned earlier about when you first discovered the ther- term TCK, the third culture kid. What was that like for you? Yeah, I, I had no idea. I don't even remember. I was, I think I was looking around on, I stumbled across it on the internet. It was just like a couple years ago. And, um, and I immediately ordered the book. There's a T, the TCK, the Ruth by Michael Pollock and Ruth Van Rieken. So I immediately ordered the book, you know, read right through it. And then I, you know, I was there in the pages, you know, it was, it was <laughs> me. And it's sort of a lot of it made sense for the first time in my life that things that I had done or, you know, didn't seem like other people just really made a lot of sense. And um, so that was, it was like a, you know, this, this huge clang of realization that I had, there were other people and that was, it was a thing, you know, there was a third culture kid. It was, I had a name, you know, and I had this community and I started finding these Facebook groups and whatnot. Mm-hmm. joining in that so yeah but it was a hu- it was a huge relief actually too I mean it was just like oh wow you know I'm not alone you know it was really There's more of me I have a tribe and that validation of feelings to know that oh this is why this is happening and yes there's other people like me yeah exactly validation yeah I, I felt validated and wor- I'm worthy you know it's like oh okay you know and, and here's all these people saying all these places they lived and you know and it, what's great about tck's too is there are no there are no two stories of the same everybody's got a very unique story mm. even my family mm. I, you know we all me and my siblings have unique stories because of our birth order you know i tra- i was the eldest so i traveled the more the most so it's just really it's fascinating to come across that you know and um, and just the similarity of issues we've we've all dealt with it's really, it is, it's very validating and it's reassuring. Yeah, it, it's interesting, isn't it? We all have such unique stories, but we have this common thread, which gives us this unspoken level of understanding. Yeah, I mean, it really is amazing. And um, yeah, I mean, my story is different than, than a lot of people's and a lot of others are, are also different, but it's... Um, and I've been, and, you know, and I joined, I've joined all these groups, like international groups and whatnot. And I never found, even in an international setting, they were mostly adults who had come to the United States to work, or they were really more immigrants and, and things like that. They weren't, they hadn't grown up like this. And there's a big difference also in that. They didn't get how growing up like this, the effect of it, or, you know, um, so it's, it's very, the TCK is sort of hard to find on a, on a, on the ground level, you know. Mm, mm. Speaking of work, has being a TCK affected your um, career choices? 
I think so. I mean, from a very early age, I loved to read. So I would just be devouring books. Um, Enid Blyton's, you know, Secret Seven and Famous Five. I loved those books. And of course, I wanted to write them. So uh, even, you know, I always wanted to write. And when I got into high school here in New Jersey, I um, discovered newspapers and journalism. So I said, well, that's a thing that that allow me to write and it'll allow me to travel. Because that, that was my second thing. I wanted to write and travel. And um, so that's what I did. I went into journalism and to newspapers and I was working at local newspapers in New Jersey for a while, like five years after I went to university. And then, um, and I was bored, you know, I was covering local council meetings and school board meetings and, you know, these low, very local issues and courts and it. And I knew there was another world out there. And so I quit, I, I gave it up and went traveling. I ended up in Spain. I went to Spain first to Europe and uh, taught English for a year. And then I went to Guatemala because I spoke Spanish. I taught myself Spanish and um, got back into journalism. And, um, and then I lived in uh, Venezuela for about seven years. And then I got into bigger journal, you know, I was working for uh, freelancing for a lot of big, um, Media, <clears throat> Financial Times, Time Magazine, New York Times, uh -huh. big newspapers and stuff. So I and I loved it. I mean, it was really the high point of my career was was doing that. So with, with living in um, different places as an adult, how do you feel in different countries? Do you feel always feel like a foreigner, or are you able to like like what what feels like home? Well, interesting enough, I wanted to go to places that, I, that weren't English speaking because I'd mostly lived in English speaking countries. So I went to Spain and then these Spanish speaking countries. And it was sort of a, um, interesting because here I can blend in, you know, I look American, sound American, but there I look very much foreign, a foreigner, I'm a gringa. And so it was like there, I didn't have to pretend to be, I was just foreign, you know, and it was sort of, so that was sort of a, a nice, feeling in a way because uh, you know there's no mistaking really that I was from Guatemala I was Guatemalan or Venezuelan and so it was sort of a I like you know and, and again I, I sort of stood out so as foreign and I felt mm -hmm. foreign but the, the odd thing was because I had, was not from anywhere when as you mingle in the expat community the first question is where are you from and because I have an American accent people say I was from you know United States and so um so I just say yes, but it, again, it, it, and if I would meet a Kiwi or an Australian, they would say, if I said, oh, I was born in New Zealand, they would start talking about something in New Zealand that I had no idea of, because I'd never really, I'd, lived, I'd only lived there as a small child. Oh. So I didn't really feel from there either, or from, you know, Australia. So it was just, again, I felt like completely moving in these weird worlds. It was just an odd thing. So with the American accent and having spent some time there, what, what's it like then to go back to the States after having lived in other places? Yeah, I really didn't want to go back. I, uh, by that time, I, I uh, had married and divorced from Venezuela and I had a five-year-old. So I put it off as long as I could. Uh, we lived in Caracas, uh, which was a very nice place to live then. And, um, and I was doing very well on the journalist side and every day was an adventure, you know, it really was. And I was writing all these great uh, stories, but my son had to go to school. Schooling was a bit of a problem there. Um, and I felt sort of, I needed to make more of a 
you know, a home, have a house and that type of thing. So I got a job at the Miami Herald and moved to Miami, which is sort of Latin American, if you will. It's, well, it's all people from mostly Cuban, but in terms of other uh, Latin Americans there. So it was, and it was a culture shock going back actually. And I remember walking into a supermarket and um, had to buy what do I, a Windex, you know, to spray onto clean windows and things. Yeah. And so I went down and I go to the aisle and there's an orange Windex, there's a lemon yellow, there's a white ammonia, there's the old blue. And I'm just looking at like, which one do I choose? I was overwhelmed with choice. I'm like, which one do I choose? And I was like, which one's better? You know, do I just go with the color that I like? You know, when I left, there was just one Windex, it was blue. And then I was like, oh, okay, forget that. So I went into the other aisle, which was cereals, which was here till, you know, this massive <laughs> aisle of cereals. And again, I just looked at it and I was, I was just overwhelmed. I couldn't choose. And so I was just like, oh, I had to walk out. I took my son. I said, well, we'll go back another day. <laughs> you know, so it was just after living in a more, you know, uh, environment where there's far less choice of consumer items, it was just really overwhelming. Yeah, and do we really need all these choices? Right, and that's what I said. And I said that to somebody, I said, well, people like choice. I said, well, so do we really need, you know, five different colors of Windex? Isn't one just good enough? I mean, you know, that's where life is here. I, th I think that um, ties in also with, um, particularly someone like yourself who, who's made so many moves, you can't be a hoarder and keep lots of stuff because you've got to, you know, you're, you're packing up and moving on to, to the next place. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've shed stuff. Every move you shed stuff, you know, and books. I, I learned very quickly, not books, you know, I had boxes of books, got rid of them, you know, they're like <laughs> useless things to carry around. So yes, it's, uh, you definitely get uh, sparse in your accumulation of things. Yeah, Kindles are a wonderful invention. <laughs> I agree. I like I read ebooks mostly these days. So, with with having a child, was um, your TCK experience something you thought about with raising your own child, as to you know whether you wanted the same sort of transient upbringing or to have had a more more settled upbringing for for children? Well, it was funny because it's at times in my life I felt that, you know, having a more stable upbringing was really the way to, to go. But when I had my son, I really wanted to give him the TCK experience or at least the travel thing because it is an incredibly rich childhood. Yeah. And you do get exposed to all sorts of things. You don't just read about history. You sort of go and visit it. You're there. And, you know, I love traveling and I still do. And I think it is one of the greatest educators. And, you know, this world is a fascinating place and cold of different cultures and, you know, nobody's right, nobody's wrong. It's just all fascinating to me. So one of the biggest, you know, again, my father worked for a multinational, so they moved us, you know, around the world. I didn't have that. So, I, so there, were, there was a time when I went through a period of guilt that I couldn't afford to give my son the the moving around um, childhood or afford to send them to the American school, the British school in Caracas, which are very expensive schools, you know. Um, and I just thought, and I'm, I felt guilty about it, actually. You know, I did. So 
guess your, your child would, would have been in a different time um, but as moving around and I, I speak for myself as well um, moving on from one place to another we didn't have the technology that we do now so were, were you able to stay in touch with people from the different places that you lived in? Yeah, not really. I mean, you know, now I think the internet has made the world a smaller place and it's much easier to stay in contact. I mean, now I'm in touch with like, um, you know, my cousins on in the internet and they live all over the place. Um, <clears throat> but back then it was, you know, writing letters. So I would write letters and I'd get letters back from friends, you know, after a while, and then I'd immediately write back. But I wrote back too quickly. I didn't know that, you know, you should wait. And then I wouldn't get a, a letter for a while. And eventually the letters stopped. You know, I would always write back and then the letters would stop. And, um, and I found that even though, you know, I could relate to their life back in Sydney, um, they couldn't relate to mine. You know, mm. And increasingly, I wasn't a part of their life, you know, even though I knew what they were talking about, but I just wasn't part of it. So it, it just naturally kind of died. But I always wrote back, you know, and I, I'm a great believer in writing back. And, you know, I did my, you know, at least I can say I did my part. And then but eventually, yeah, it just dropped off. You know, and it's been, it's, even with the internet, it is difficult to keep in touch because you just run into so many people. Um, they're not very deep relationships. They're sort of born of proximity, more of um, maybe affinity. And, uh, but I am in touch, you know, again, on Facebook and those type of things. Everybody's on, the, on there. Yeah, it's interesting what you say about the, um, the depth of the relationships that you keep on, on things like such as Facebook. And I, I think about my own letter writing days um, of staying in touch with the friends. And I think there was... Um, a lot more thought and consideration into writing a letter as opposed to um, firing off a message or, or email on Facebook or something. Um, and I think also, I mean, I, I, I like you, I, I used to write to, to many people when I moved on and then as time went by, it sort of gradually filtered out and ended up just being um, two people that I, I stayed in touch with from one from primary school in Kenya and another one from um, my high school in Australia, both of whom um, I'm, I'm in touch with on Facebook, but I think the relationships have changed as the, the medium of communication has changed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Now you can just write hi. Or you don't even have to write anything. You just you put in these little emoji things. And, yes. Uh, you know, you don't even have to write anything, frankly. But yeah, I mean, and, and being, and that I, maybe that was another thing that I liked writing as well, because I was always writing letters, you know, to family and, and friends and whatnot. So <clears throat> um, that was definitely part of my growing up that other people didn't, didn't have. I didn't have to write letters to anyone. Yeah. Um, to, to kind of wrap up on a positive note, there's a question that I, I like to ask, which as we're coming up to uh, the 30 minutes now. Um, what would you say has been the best thing about being a TCK? Or I one of the best? Yeah, I think one of the, well, one of the best things is, uh, is I think it, it really stimulates curiosity and about the world and a non-judgmentalness. And, yeah. um, 
you know, because of work. But yeah, non-judgment, uh, you know, being open-minded. And at times I've, I've had like very little opinions about things because I can see both sides of the issue. And later I've always thought, oh, I'm namby-pamby. But actually I think it's a TCK thing because everyone has something to offer. I don't, you know, I can't see the bad, you know, I, I see that there's positive things every place I've visited, you know, is doing. Um, things and I think that's a good way to be you know if, if I think if more people were like that we'd, we'd live in a better world you know I really do and um, you know I don't think there's enough people who think like that uh, who have a global perspective and can see the good in, in the positive in, in cultures instead of putting people down as the others you know I think TCKs tend to see people are more embracing of different people um, and I think the world could use a lot more of that, actually. And as I said, it was just, you know, it was, a, it was growing up. It was, we traveled a lot also, and it was just, you know, so, so a lot of great things, you know. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I think that with um, the living in different cultures, we, we kind of have the, the opportunity to see people beyond the actual culture and then see that, well, you know, we're, we're all just people. We're, we are quite similar, really. Yeah, that's what I think. I think everybody's actually the same. We've all got the same set of needs and emotions uh, of human emotions. And then there's a, a layer over that of culture. And that's what people get stopped on is this, oh, their culture is different than mine. Mine's better than yours. And that, yeah. and they stop at that. But underneath that, everybody's really, everybody wants the same thing in life. And, you know, you want to make a, a, have a good place for your children, you know, have a good life for your children and be allowed stability, order and freedom to, uh, you know, live the way you want to live. And um, but so many people just get stuck on on this culture thing, you know, difference rather than similarity. So. Yeah, absolutely. Christina, it, it's been absolutely delightful to speak with you today. Thank you so much for being my guest. No, oh, well, thanks for having us being in a delight. I love talking about TCK stuff, as I say. It's a, to me, it's just great to find other fellow TCKs and talk about our similarities. So, for sure. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to People Like Us. If you'd like to join an online community full of people like us, hop over to Facebook and search for People Like Us. You'll find my group. And you're very welcome to join us.